On this episode of Don't Panic, we talk about two big announcements from the major players, including Google and their new Nexus 6, Nexus 9, and Nexus Player, and how important Nexus really is. We also talk about Apple and their big announcement, including new iPads, 5K Retina Max, and Yosemite. Plus, I give my review of this little guy, the Pebble Steel, the smartwatch that may be right for you. Stick around, it's an awesome episode of Don't Panic, and it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 67, recorded October 20th, 2014, on the Nexus problem, steel wrists, and climbing Yosemite. Hello, and welcome to yet another edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that dares to ask the tough questions like, deal or no deal? Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, and I'm joined by the Bartles and James of technology. Uh, Nothing better than a nice wine cooler. It's none other than Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Am I the only one who gets that reference? Yeah, yeah what is that? Bartles and James is the, like, I don't know if they're the number one, but they're a, a top brand of wine cooler. Okay. Are you are you a fine wine no, drinker, Sean? I swear to God, I've never had a wine cooler. I just, it was the first blank and blank that came to my head. All right. I'll try and do better next I'll, week. I I'll promise. accept it. I mean, just because we didn't know what it was doesn't mean it wasn't good. No, it wasn't good, but I appreciate your thought. That was very nice. Uh, so what's going on, guys? Um, I ordered an iPhone. Hey! I'm guessing yeah. you got in the gold? The 6 Plus in gold. Well, so if, so I went to T-Mobile the other, yesterday, and they, they, they were – I asked the guy, I was like, do you have any iPhone 6s? And he said, yes. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And, he was, and then he was like, well – we only had the 16 gigabyte gold ones. Ooh. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> uh, so I didn't buy one and I just ordered one on the internet. But possibly by next week or sometime next week, I will have one. Wow. So the great Android experiment is over. Yeah. Actually, next week, next week might be a little aggressive. Maybe two weeks. I don't know. It's supposed to ship in seven to ten days. So, it's up in the air. I pre-ordered an iPad Air 2. Whoa! Whoa. That is very exciting. You must be excited. I am. I would be more excited if I had it right now, but... <laughs> I, don't. I think that's understandable. Did you, did you <laughs> have an iPad? I had an iPad 3... I had the first Retina one. Mm-hmm. Which I don't believe is remembered for being a particularly <laughs> great device. No, I mean, it was really cool when it came out, and then we were like, oh, it's really hot, and it's kind of slow. <laughs> Not hot in, like, a good way, but a little too warm for your lap hot. Ooh, yeah. all right. When, when is the, the iPad supposed to ship? Uh, it's supposed to come between the 22nd and the 24th. So I should have it by next oh, week. Oh, that's soon. Yeah. Maybe I'll get one too. Yeah, just kidding. Get on that. I'm not allowed to <laughs> buy any more iPads. I've used up my life stock. I'm not allowed to buy any more. Sean, correct me if I'm wrong. You've owned every iPad model. At that one is, point no, there. that is not true. I have owned a to- I've owned three iPads, a Nexus 7, a Kindle Reader, a Kindle Fire. 
I think that's it. I'm, I think that's it. Which three iPads did you own? I owned the first and I think the second. I didn't even get Retina. So it was the two pre, it was one and two. I, I owned the original and the second. And the uh, the original that that was even back then that was a really great device. I mean it obviously wasn't as fast or thin or did as much, but it, it was it was a good device. My dad still uses his iPad one. Now that I don't know about that. At the time it was great. I cannot imagine it runs really smooth these days. It does not. I think it's still iOS six. Ooh, but you got to be careful because a lot of apps are starting to uh, stop or stopping uh, updates to iOS. 6. To be honest, I'm pretty sure all he uses is like Safari and Mail, so yeah, it's probably okay. He'll be just fine. I found out today that uh, developers on the for iOS can't exclude devices from apps. So you cannot sell an app that doesn't work on a certain device. Were you listening to the accidental tech podcast? Yeah, I was. That blew my mind. I in here it says what apps, what iPhones it works on, right? It I remember be, it must be certain features don't work or certain reliability. Because maybe I maybe they, they just like don't support it. Like you can download it, but it just won't work. Yeah, I I, I bet it's individual features that right. That's what they have to do. Mm-hmm. It says compatibility. Uh, compatible with iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. I guess that's all you can say is whether it's compatible with one of those three. You can't say iPhone 4S and up. This app is optimized for iPhone 5. That's weird. <laughs> that is very strange. <coughs> well, uh, I'm glad to hear we've got a lot of new toys on the way, so I'm sure we'll have some good reviews in the coming weeks, but... Uh, we've got some news to get to this week, and we can start with uh, some big announcements. You guys want to start with Apple or Google? Start with Google. That's You know what, Dan? I think that's a refreshing choice. <laughs> um, just like Snapple? Are we just, sponsored by Snapple this week? Snapple, I would happily take your money. I love your product. <laughs> I drink it without you paying me. I pay for it. Um, yeah, so, you know, we all know uh, Apple had a big announcement this week. Press was there. The room was overflowing. Every journalist and their brother was covering the event live. Um, Google just decided to put out some press releases. They didn't even really have an event. No one showed up anywhere. They just kind of said things were happening. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's not important news. So, first of all, Android 5.0, we have a name. We're upgrading from KitKat to Lollipop, 5.0 Lollipop. Uh, is a new version of Android available now on new devices and will roll out to your new devices, uh, your old devices, depending on your device, your carrier, your country. Uh, so you'll probably never get the update, but uh, stay optimistic. Uh, Nexus device as well. Um, can, I, can I interject something real quick? Please do. I read a headline today, and I reflected on how ridiculous this would have sounded five, six years ago. Ready? Google's Nexus 6 is a giant phablet designed for Android Lollipop. <laughs> think of, now think 20 years ago how utterly absurd that sentence would be. Google's Nexus, Nexus 6 is a giant phablet designed for Android, Android Lollipop. Lollipop. 
It sounds like you just took words and strung them together that don't mean anything. <laughs> oh my. I like Android Lollipop sounds like a great sci-fi novel. <laughs> you know, be like the Android Lollipop. And yeah, it's... like Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah, exactly. Android Dreams of Lollipop. Uh, that's brilliant. And maybe the show title. I like that. Mm. Uh, before we get sued by the Philip K. Dick uh, Foundation. <laughs> um, wow, good sci-fi knowledge there, Sean. Never read it, but I know who wrote it. Um, Did you see the movie? I didn't know they made a movie, so... It's called Blade Runner. No, I never got around to seeing that. I don't really see Ah, oh, so good. I know, Holy, did you me. see Blade Runner? Yeah, I've seen Blade Runner. Okay, good. That's with uh, Wesley Snipes, or am I thinking of... Uh... No, you're thinking of Blade. Oh, I think that's... The vampire movie. I think that's a fair mix-up. Very different. It is. I was, I was confused about those for a long time. That's... Yeah. Um, so, where were we? Uh, let's talk. Uh, Dan, you mentioned the Nexus 6, so I guess we'll go there. Um, everyone knows we're getting bigger phones, right? The new uh, iPhone 6 Plus is, what, 5.4? I think the Note 4 is, what, 5.5, 5.6? Boom! Six-inch display on the Android 6. Six inches! You want to talk about a phablet? This is a tablet. (sighs) Six inches on the uh, Nexus 6, that's where it gets its name from, a quad HD display, uh, Snapdragon processor, 13 megapixel rear, 2 megapixel front camera, uh, huge battery, two front-facing speakers, and you can get it in 32 or 64 gigabytes. It, of course, runs uh, Android Lollipop stock, straight from Google. It is manufactured by Motorola, looks very similar to the new Motorola X, um... And it is available unlocked for $649, the most expensive Nexus model to date. It will be available for pre-order on October 29th and in stores beginning in November on every carrier you've ever heard of. Hmm. What Aren't aren't things supposed to be getting smaller? Where where do we think this will end? Is this going to be too big? Well, I mean, I feel... Correct me if I'm wrong, Google has now established one, like, continuous spectrum. From, I mean, not like, in their Nexus devices. But this the screen size, you can go, well... In Android, more generally, yes. Yeah, I guess, I guess When so. you factor in Samsung and LG and all these companies. Yeah. Samsung especially. If you look at Samsung alone, they make a device in... Some form or function, I believe, all the way down to like three and a half inches, all the way up to this 5.5 inch range. Really? And I think some Galaxy tabs have cellular function built in, but not in the US. And those are like seven, eight inches. Um, I don't think those ever sold well. But no, I I think you're right. I I think it's just, it's like we're just going to keep pushing the envelope until people don't buy it. Like people are buying the Galaxy Note and the iPhone 6 Plus. So why not try bigger? And if people buy the Nexus 6, you'll see a 6.2-inch or a 6.4-inch. Um, that doesn't surprise me. But Yeah, I, I don't pretend to understand. Um, I don't know. But Maybe. No. I guess if it makes people happy. I mean, I know, like, my, my parents would probably be into a big phone because that's what they like. That's why my mom takes pictures with her iPad. It's not because <laughs> the iPad is convenient. It's because she can see the picture she's taking because this. What did she do it. with cameras before? She just couldn't see it as well. <laughs> she has a camera. She has a digital camera. 
But her go-to for taking pictures is her iPad. Um, given my mom also doesn't have a smartphone, she has a feature phone. But how does she see that? I don't know. With her glasses, I think. <laughs> With her glasses. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, Coley's mom. <laughs> no, I think she won't listen. <laughs> she can't. She only has a feature phone. Um, yeah, I I think I think there's going to be some market for it. I think where I don't know if six inch screen size is the problem. I think that the Nexus already has so much working against it. The fact that it's going to be a relatively expensive phone, the fact that Google pushes it more as an off contract phone, which doesn't work in the U.S., the fact that it's not a well known brand among the average consumer, the fact yeah. that carriers don't push it as hard as they do a Samsung or an Apple product. Right. I think to to go to six inches, someone's going to say, I already didn't want that phone, and now I think it's huge. Uh, that would be my concern here. If Samsung came out with a six-inch phone, I think it would have a much better chance for successes, is I guess what I'm saying. Hang on. Then again, maybe people will be like, whoa, I want, I want a six-inch phone. I'm going to get this one. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Pretty- now, has the Nexus ever been like a particularly high selling device? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure more than Windows Phone, but if anything, it would have been the well, Nexus yeah. Four because that one was like really cheap. That probably would have been the highest selling one, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Also, there is a Samsung Galaxy Mega Two, which is also six inches. Oh, the Mega! I forgot about the Mega. That's. It's a great name for a big phone. Oh, 6.3. There's a 5.8 and a 6.3 inch version. Wow. Well. And it's well. sold so well we all have one. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, whatever. Good on Google for, for trying it. I mean, honestly, outside of the size of the phone, the specs are really great. Um, you know, it's got a uh, quad HD display, good camera, giant battery with the uh, with Motorola's turbo charger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's got Wait, a lot. What of... the oh the like, it as tra- in plug it into the wall charging? No, as in uh, it's a rapid charger, so it does six hours worth of battery life in fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I just didn't articulate it well. That's okay. I mean, it runs stock Android. I mean, I think it's a really compelling device. It's just going to be huge and expensive. Right. Remember when? Uh, remember when Google came out with the Chromebook Pixel? Yes. And it was beautiful, gorgeous device, touch screen, great looking computer. But it cost like what was it? Like thirteen hundred dollars for a Chromebook? Something like that. I feel like this falls right in that category where I don't know who this is for. Yeah. I don't know. But Nexus fans are, are I'm sure. Those things are still $1,300, and I don't think they've been updated. No, I don't think so. I thought about getting one once. Too much money. Yeah, and if that, if that, if that had a bigger hard drive and you could run Linux on it, then maybe. I mean, you can run Linux on it, but the hard drive is so small. Yeah. I guess that's the age-old 
problem though like how many times do you reach out and touch your screen never people people maybe, do this maybe. all the time wasn't who well, sean do you do this with your touch screen or did you say you never use it i i like the first three weeks i own the computer i used it i never use it maybe I scroll, but that's two it. people who cannot use a computer that's not touchscreen anymore, but still want to use a computer. And the answer is Windows 8 or a Chromebook Pixel. Yeah. I guess that's true. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, if you don't want a giant phone, maybe we can get you an average-sized tablet. The Nexus 9 Coming from Google is the latest version of their uh, Nexus tablet line. It, confusingly enough, I be, well, no, let me double, I don't want to say it replaces the Nexus 7 until I know it replaces the Nexus 7. Um, and it doesn't say that it does, so I'm not going to assume that. Uh, the Nexus 9 is, like the 6, named after its screen size, 8.6 inches, so it's the Nexus 9. Um, a tablet designed with HTC to run Android 5.0. Um, some quick specs for you, um, QVGA, HD display, uh, it is a 4x3, uh, screen ratio, um, it's running the Tegra K1 chipset from NVIDIA, which is really fast, um, is a really great chip for performance, 2 gigabytes of RAM, um, and it will cost you 16 gigabytes for 399 um, it goes all the way up to an LTE-enabled 32-gigabyte model for $599. Um, yeah. So, cool. new, new Android tablet. Yeah, and who uh, uses Android tablets? I know. I mean, Besides I, my mom. It might be, it might be better with, with Lollipop. I mean, I think there's an opportunity there. It also has a really great uh, keyboard accessory. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but... Um, it's designed specifically for the tablet, and it's supposed to actually be a pretty nice, uh, if you're into, you know, keyboards. I am into keyboards. Well, then this is for you. I mean, it, it looks like a tablet. I don't... Yeah. That's cool. Sounds like standard upgrades. I think that's a fair way to put it, and that's probably why they didn't need to hold a big event. Right. Right, yeah. Especially the same week as the iPad Air 2, <laughs> which is a very tough device you don't really want to go against, let's be honest. That is true. <laughs> I think they would be hard-pressed to beat Apple hype with something so boring. Yeah, yeah, that and that plus, all of these devices have been leaked like crazy over the last, like, four weeks. I think we've talked about on this show, like, at least two other times. Um so it's not that there was a heck of a lot of surprise, except for the Nexus Player, which is the first set-top streaming box running Android TV, which we talked about back during CES. Um, it is made by Google and Asus, um, and it is kind of like any other Apple TV or Roku that you're familiar with. It connects to your network, plugs into your TV, and allows you to use features of Android TV, including music, movies, TV shows. You can play Android games. Um, it accepts Chromecast connectivity. Um, it has 8 gigabytes of internal storage. 
um, and it supports a game controller, but is sold separately, uh, and it will sell for $99 right in line with your uh, Fire TV or top-of-the-line Apple TV or Roku. It is currently only available through the Google Play Store, and it looks like um, a hockey puck. Is it? Could I buy one right now? Um, I don't. I don't think so because I know they were having some kind of issues with the FCC. You can go to play.google.com/store uh, and find out. It's available for pre-order. There you go. I didn't think they were shipping. Okay. Um, and then it says we are out of inventory. Please check soon. Hmm. Weird. Uh, the remote is also set up for a voice input functionality, like the Fire TV. Interesting thing of note. Uh, so I did some research. Based on shipping numbers in 2013, Apple has 45% of the tablet market, followed by Samsung at 23%, followed by Amazon at 6.5%, which does not total up to 100, but... And then there's all the rest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't necessarily bode well for Android. I mean, 23% is higher than I would have thought, though. For Samsung? Samsung. Yeah, yeah, but how... I mean, even the tablets, at least in my experience, are even more customized than the phones. Like, how Android really are Samsung tablets? I mean, I would make the argument they're as Android as the Kindle Fire tablets, which are based on Android. The only difference being that Amazon has their own app store. Wow, that's a big difference, though. No, I, I, I agree it is a big difference, but I think is in terms of the not making it feel like Android. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess... I don't see why it makes a difference. Other than, like, nerds like us, who gets excited about a pure Android experience? Oh, no one. But and it, but isn't that the main selling feature of the Nexus? Yep. <laughs> uh, well, right. I would say the Nexus 5, I think. Is Nexus 5 new? That's the old one, right? Yeah, the 6 is the new one. The Nexus 5 is a really compelling device because of its price. I mean, the camera was kind of bad, I think, but I think they can make compelling devices that aren't just, oh, it's the pure Android experience. But for this one, and most of them, I'd say, it, yeah, it's just the pure Android experience. So overall, how are we feeling about Google's announcements this week? Tepid. Uninspired. <laughs> awesome. I could not have put it in any better words. That is spot on. Um, my my, res- my response is the only thing I care about is Nexus Player, and when, I'll believe it when I see it. Because it doesn't. Why is that any better than the Amazon Fire TV? I, I don't. And... I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just the first Android TV device. Oh, that's right. I forgot that it's Android. So TV. that's really what interests me. The hardware, I'm sure, is extremely comparable. It 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 looks like every other, you know, TV device. It's the software that interests me. So I'm curious yeah. what happens there. Otherwise, the phone and the tablet are just meh. So why don't we move on to the other side of that coin? Big fanfare, confetti, fireworks, you name it. Woo! Apple. Apple. Um, Apple had a big announcement this week um, involving iPads and Macs and um, other things. 
we're going to play a, a quick video here. Uh, you audio listeners will still get something out of it, but uh, you video viewers will get to enjoy. This is a two uh, two minutes and 20 seconds of this Apple's is, This is two hours of the entire two, Apple we're just event. Gonna play, why listen to us talk when you can just watch the whole announcement? Um, let's take a look. We'll check at back what, in at 12.30 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Here, take a look at what Apple announced this week. This is the new iPad Air 2. And look how thin it is. Can you even see it? It is the thinnest iPad we have ever made. Just 6.1 millimeters thin. It makes it the world's thinnest tablet. You can stack two of them and still be thinner than the original iPad. We've now created an anti-reflective coating for this multi-touch surface. It's a full new 8 megapixel iSight camera. Touch ID. It comes in silver, space gray, and the new gold, and it starts at $499. That's the price of the previous iPad Air. $599 for 64 gig and $699 for 128 gigs. There are also cellular versions for $130 more. We have an update today for iPad Mini as well. We call it iPad Mini 3. It's the third generation of iPad Mini. It will start at $399. 499 and 599 new memory configurations and have cellular versions as well. You can start to order them tomorrow and they'll begin to ship by the end of next week. Pixels by 2,880 pixels. 14.7 million pixels on one display. It is the world's highest resolution display. We call it the Retina 5K display. There are seven times more pixels on the Retina 5K display than on your HDTV. Compare that to the new standard 4K digital cinema. The Retina display still has 67% more pixels than the new iMac. With Retina 5K display, it's going to cost $24.99. And it starts to ship today. It's called Mac Mini. But we have a whole new version today. And most important to us, it is not only compact, it is the world's most energy efficient desktop computer. The new, faster, more capable Mac Mini starts at just $499. And it's shipping today as well. This is the strongest lineup of products that Apple has ever had. Thanks very much for joining us. Wow. Wow. That was something, wasn't it? That was, see, that. This announcement was almost as not exciting as the Google announcement. I was excited about, I was going to buy an iPad that they announced no matter what it was. It was just yeah. a little bit faster, blah, 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 blah. That'd be fine. There's only one thing I'm excited about. Apple Watch. Retina iMac? No, Apple Watch. Yes, Colby, the new <laughs> iMac. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The camera yeah. roll coming back. I didn't even notice that it was gone. What is the camera roll? <laughs> the camera roll... I, I, I Isn't the camera roll just a list of pictures that you've taken? Yeah, so what they had was they had, like, your photos grouped into, into like, years and events. So it was uh-huh. like... So it was like by, you know, location and by date and... They got rid of the look that just had literally all 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 of your photos in a giant chunk, and that really bugged me. I never lost that. Yeah, you you, you did. 
because you you had you might have recently added, but those would have only been your last like hundred or two hundred. Okay, all right. That. Oh, I see. And they grouped them and separated them out. I never had them grouped. I never have more than a couple dozen pictures on my phone, though. Yeah. So let's go through what Apple announced. You heard most of it through the announcement there. Um, may not have been thrilling, but certainly interesting. Um, we'll begin with uh, software, iOS 8.1, which we'll talk about more in a little bit because uh, the update came out today. But they announced that Apple Pay starts today uh, on October 20th. iCloud Photo Library Beta launches with uh, 8.1, which means you can uh, automatically store your photos in the cloud and have them sync between your Apple devices as well as your Windows computer. Um, and it is uh, going to be in beta uh, with a certain amount of free storage, and then you can add more later. Um, Yosemite Yosemite came, uh, <laughs> came and uh, launched as well. We've talked previously on the show about the features included. Um, the kind of big one that joined iOS and Mac with this new update is the continuity features, including handoff of your content you're working on, sharing of SMS and phone calls, uh, instant hotspot, a few of those features. Guys, before we get any farther, I'll ask you, have you been uh, playing with uh, Yosemite and, and have any thoughts on on what you think yeah. so far? Continuity is great. I was on my computer over the weekend before 8.1 even came out, and my phone rang, and then it started ringing on my computer. And I answered it on my computer, and it was great. That's cool. And I, I checked out the SMS relay tonight after 8.1 came out, and it works beautifully. Wow. Nice. That's great. Nice. Now, have, you, have either of you played with the, the handoff where you're working on a document on one thing, and it takes it up on the other? No. No. You don't work on I documents. I can't imagine I ever will. Yeah, I don't work on documents. No. Yeah. You're not a big uh, numbers user? No. Mm. Or emailer, for that matter. Or emailer. The only thing I could see using it for is, like, Keynote. What would you... What? To my iPad? Like, if I was Keynoting? I don't know. You key... Have you ever Keynoted on your iPad? No. But I might. <laughs> no, you won't. That's like when you bought the Android phone and you were like... I don't know if you thought this, but I suspect you were thinking this. Oh, I can make apps and it won't even cost me any money. And I can just upload them right to my phone. <laughs> yeah, I might have thought that. <laughs> and then you never I started. Did. I downloaded IntelliJ and I did the Hello World. And then app. you ran away screaming? <laughs> I didn't because um, that was after I discovered Jenny Motion, which is the, the alternative, like, simulator which basically runs uh like an android vm on um virtual box and is like seven million times faster than than the eclipse emulator um but i just didn't care turns out i don't know what you're talking about um <laughs> but overall we like we like yosemite we how about the uh, the new design is it some people have it complained seems... it's a little too white on white. I mean, I I think so. So, all right. To be fair, I installed it on my Mac Mini, which I haven't really used because I don't have a desk. And just like an hour ago, I installed it on my my work laptop, 
And like it seems okay so far. To be honest, it like almost seems exactly the same. Like I'm not, I'm not sure what's different besides I mean it looks different, but like I don't know. Is there besides continuity, is there anything else I should be doing that I'm not? Mm. You um, can change the top bar to be black. Whoa. Wow. I don't know how that didn't make the keynote. Um, <laughs> no, you, notification center and widgets are new. Yeah, on the right side there. Um, there's also a better right. iCloud integration for file syncing. So you can sync any file of any type now with iCloud. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, iCloud Drive. Is that iCloud Drive, yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other things too. You can do new stuff in mail. Do you use the, the Mac mail app? No, I don't. Because you can like attach big files now and like draw in your mail. I, I also really like... That you can, but that's not specific to mail. That's for any text area. <sighs> but only in the mail app. No. It's for any rich text thing that would like take rich text. So I believe this would work with Evernote, for example. It wouldn't work in the messages app or on like a text field on a website. Right. But I think it works in anything. Oh. Well, that's cool. I did not know that. Indeed. Uh, I really like the new Safari. Yeah. So what, what, tell me more, Dan. What do you like about the new Safari? It's fast and it uses very little memory. And That's cool. As you scroll, are you saying Chrome uses a lot of memory? <laughs> I know no one has ever said this before, but yes, it does. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really digging the new Safari. Uh, one thing I'm not digging are the back the back and forward buttons that are in like Finder and the new Safari. Just they look so bad. Have you are you seeing these, Colby? Uh, let me open. Safari. They're just like are they the same one in the press pane. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean they look like wrong, like blurry, and at least well, I'm looking at it on a non-retina screen. Yeah, they look okay on my on this computer. I Those think. are the only ones that really bother me. Oh, we're getting the up close designer view. So that's yeah. what Colby's beard looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whoa, I opened Safari and like in the bookmarks view and, and I can like see Dan's face moving through Safari. Right. And I, I appreciate that. It kind of makes the interface more fun to use. And if you open a page in Safari and scroll through it, the top content goes up into the, the gray top bar thing. So if you're looking at a blue page, like the top bar will be blue. Uh, I just want to point out for the record that transparent windows, earlier known as Arrow Glass, and was in Vista <laughs> many years ago. Didn't work this great, is... but Microsoft did it first. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm okay. just pointing that all out. Right. Just got to be that guy. <laughs> and if we're going to be really honest, I mean, Linux have been doing that stuff for years, as long as you can get your Linux computer to turn on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that trusty Linux computer. Um, well, let's continue on through this announcement. Uh that's it for software we're going to get into hardware ipad air 2 as you heard thinnest ipad today 18 percent thinner 
than the original iPad Air, the last model. Uh, processors 40% faster, graphics two and a half times faster, much improved rear camera at eight megapixels. Uh, Apple somehow encouraging people to take photos with their tablet. Shame on them. Um, the front camera will allow you to take burst selfies. Okay, great. I know, get psyched. Wait, I just remembered a new Yosemite feature. Okay. Did you know, Colby, I retweeted this, so you might have seen it, that if you hook a new iOS device up to your Yosemite thing and you open up QuickTime, you can use it to record video from the perspective of that device directly onto your laptop. Oh, wow. Um, I feel like I did see or read that, see or hear that somewhere, um, but I don't I don't quite remember it, so I'm surprised and, and excited. <laughs> That was a great play-by-play through your emotions. <laughs> yes, that's how I. Also, feel. there's the new the new Alfred uh, killer. Yes, the uh, new spotlight update. Spotlight search does all manner of stuff right now. Mm. But anyways, does it have? Uh, can you run shell scripts? You cannot run shell scripts. Is that is that a deal breaker for you? No, I don't think <laughs> it would. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> Anyways, iPad Air 2, thinnest iPad ever. Thinnest iPad ever. Uh, Touch ID coming to the tablets for the first time. Uh, it does not have an NFC chip, which means you cannot pay at Walgreens with your iPad Air 2. Don't even try. Uh, I bet you the next one will have it. If, I, if this I, takes off at all. That'd be great. And people seem disappointed when it didn't have it, so I, I'm dying to see that. Um, device starts at the classic 499 for 16 gigabytes. Um, an extra 130 for LTE-enabled versions. Pre-orders start uh, now. They're currently going on, and devices will ship uh, supposedly this week. Dan, you know. Yeah. Um, so- now, we also got iPad Mini 3 got an update. Um, literally the exact same device. Literally. Except you can now get it in gold, and it has Touch ID. Uh, some people online claimed that it is the worst deal ever because you're <laughs> because you can still buy the previous version iPad Mini for a hundred dollars less. The iPad Mini two at three ninety two ninety nine at three ninety nine. So really, you're paying an extra hundred dollars for Touch ID, which is kind <laughs> of silly. That is silly. Uh, does the iPad Mini now follow the same? St- storage pricing tiers as the iPad and the iPhone? Correct, 16, 64, 128. So it's only a bad deal if you're going to buy the 16, right? Um, well, let's see. Well, it would be 499. 499 for the new Yeah, so or... I guess they would both be 499 at 64 gigabytes. And you would get the touch ID on the new one. So I guess at six if you were going to sixty four, you're right. You would probably break even. Yeah, and it's only a fifty dollar difference at thirty two. Right. Right. So there is that. Uh and of course what I know you guys are so excited about and I don't understand why anyone needs it. Retina iMac. Now not not three K, not four K, no. 5K display that is 
5120 by 2880 or 14.7 million pixels. Seven times as many in your high definition television. Um, the iMac uh-huh. remains then at five millimeters. Uh, and it will set you back a whopping $2,500 for the base model, including a one terabyte fusion drive and eight gigabytes of memory. Now, okay. Sean, this is the dream. Now, now let me, no, hang on, hang on. Give me a break. Just let me explain. (laughs) So, and I could be, please, I'm hoping I'm wrong because I think this is cool. But when I got Uh, my laptop a year ago, one of the big selling features was it had a 1080p screen. (laughs) That was one of the big selling features. No, I'm I'm Uh totally serious. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I bought it because I said, this is going to be great. I want a really good display on my computer. And then I got at home and realized because my operating system doesn't work with 1080p, it looks like garbage because mm-hmm. everything is either scaled incredibly tiny or looks fuzzy when it's blown up because it's mm-hmm. not designed to be adjusted. So on Windows, 1080p doesn't really work great. And... It's just a mediocre experience. So with 5K, I couldn't even imagine why I would need it. Now, I'd be curious to see how well Yosemite works in being scaled up to a 5K display. That would be my concern. Am I am I, am so, I mistaken? Yeah, here's how they get around that. It's the same way they got around Retina on like the Retina MacBook Pro and the iPhone 4. My Thunderbolt display is 2550 by something uh anyways the 5k imac is almost exactly twice that resolution but i think that the actual resolution you'll get is like the same screen real estate i have now just everything sharper how does that work so all of your apps that provide graphics have to provide two types of graphics, like regular and then 2x, basically. Mm -hmm. So unless you're using like scalable things, like fonts will just work. Uh, You can make special images that aren't actually images and are more like small programs that scale to the screen. But that's how that works, and that's how the iPhone works. And they'll they'll be a rough spot, but... uh, eventually everything gets sorted out. But I think because we've had Retina Max for so long that this this will just work. That's true. I, It'll I, just I, be a really big yeah. Retina display. And, and I, I, I forget that the MacBook is and is and has been Retina. Um, because I remember when the MacBook Pro did switch to Retina, I remember for there was a, a certain, a couple months time where people were, apps weren't being updated and they didn't look great until they got updated. But I think yep. you're right. And I think that's the other advantage Mac has is with the Mac App Store, their apps get updated much better, more efficiently, more regularly than, say, Windows. Yep. So I, I I, I hope, I really do hope it works because I think that would be incredible. And especially at the price um, for for what apparently is a yeah. crazy display. I, yeah. I, was, I was particularly interested in when they – and Apple, by the way, has really gotten a little – over the top with this, but when they like break out the like internal parts of their iPads or their displays and they kind of show you all the little internal pieces. And as someone who, who works in the materials business, um, I was fascinated by all the different processes and stuff they were going through to, uh, 
to create these ridiculous displays and it is very cool and very high tech so maybe i'm just a nerd for that but a little bit a little good bit. so uh when are you guys uh ordering yours oh it's if i hadn't bought a new mac last year but i maybe yeah. i could sell this one if, if i could I sell this one for at least two grand which i might be able to uh yeah i mean that's still this generation of macbook right yeah yeah that seems seems reasonable um, I don't know if I hadn't bought a Mac mini. See, I still, <laughs> I still like the option value of my cinema display though. Though it, it is not retina, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And that was a big complaint. So like of what value of it? The, the, like the option value, like I have a display and I could swap out the computer that's on it. Though I think, I mean, I think you can, there, it is possible to use an iMac as like the display for a MacBook. Not this iMac. Oh, well, see, there's, there goes the option value. Yeah, so uh, this, Apple's the only company that could make this computer, which is pretty crazy. Because there is no connector that, has enough bandwidth to support this resolution. Like Thunderbolt 2 doesn't get you there. HDMI doesn't get you there. DisplayPort doesn't get you there. You still need more. So they like, because it's all in one, they could make their own uh, connector between the motherboard and the display to do this. But because of that, there's no cable you could plug into any computer that could ever transfer all this data fast enough. Wow. In fact, there's not even a cable that will transfer 4K from a computer to uh, a monitor, I don't think. Not at 60 hertz. I think you can do it at 30 hertz. Uh, or you can do this crazy thing where you plug two DisplayPort connectors into your computer and then somehow you hack it together so that it gets rendered as one on the other side, but that's obviously a total hack and is kind of flaky. <laughs> Yeah. And even then, you couldn't get 5K if you did that. So, this is really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, my only concern would be there is... I would not buy the first run of this computer because there's no way they can manufacture these without defects. Think, think of every like new display, iPad, iPhone. There's always yellowing or backlight leakage or... I I would be very hesitant to buy the first run, uh, especially with such a new, such a cutting edge display. I'll take your advice under consideration, Sean. No, well, th thank you, Dan. That's all I asked for. Um, also, a uh, quick update to the Mac Mini. Um, it's been two years since we saw an update to the Mac Mini. Finally, getting some love. You know, um, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Colby knows. Um, new Intel processors, two Thunderbolt, two ports. Um, it, you can upgrade. Uh, to the top of the line, including Fusion Drive, lots of memory processors, all that. It's generally kind of the same design, although apparently uh, it was uh, put out today that it is impossible to upgrade the RAM in this new version. So, um, kind of kind of baloney, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, that's kind of a... Wait, why is it impossible to upgrade the I, RAM? You know, I, I didn't read the article. Uh, my, guess <laughs> would, my guess would be it's probably permanently embedded in the... Uh... Yeah, it's like soldered on. Yeah. 
that's kind of stupid. That so that was one thing I really liked about the Mac Mini I got is that I just like popped it open, threw in some new RAM, threw in an extra hard drive, and put it back together. It was good to go. Yeah, so really the only kind of customizable Mac still on the market is really the Mac Pro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I think I don't know. I'm I'm curious like how much consumer use they get that like how many consumers are actually buying a Mac mini um versus like I mean, I know a huge market for Mac Mini is like iPhone app rendering farms. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Facebook has hundreds of Mac Minis in racks, and that's what they use to build their iPhone app for all the the yeah, iOS developers slaving away. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, I think at one point. I don't know if we had discussed it, but I think it came up like the possibility of the Mac mini just going away came up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen or at least not in the foreseeable future. Cause the, the, the Mac pro is obviously not economical for that sort of thing. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm curious. Like it seems like a good deal, but at the same time, it's like, it's $500, but it doesn't come with a display. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess you can plug it into your TV, right? Yeah. I mean, but... I, I think you're right. I think it's for the, the options person. Um, yes. And that person yeah. probably already has a display or has multiple displays. Um, the, the person who doesn't want to be committed to a, a $2,500 all-in-one computer. And I yeah. think that's a market that's always going to be around. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's a nice little machine. It's cool. It's tiny. Yeah, I mean, is there really any downside to them offering it? No, I don't think so. I mean, especially if it's not, you know, like, if it's going to be this thing that they kind of just update every two years. Yeah, and I think think price is also a consideration. You know, uh, any company wants to have a range of devices to cover a range of customers, but not everybody Mm. has... $1,300, $1,400 $1,300, to spend on a computer. Um, right. And traditionally, that, that kind of lower-end market goes to Windows. But, you know, if you can offer a, a $500 and, say, even $700 with accessory computer, that's that's compelling right. value, especially against Windows. Yeah. I guess it's also, now that I'm thinking about it more, it's this sort of thing, like, in a laptop world, um, if you're, I don't know, if you want, for your family, you want some sort of, like, more centralized uh like kind of server ish device in your home so it's a pretty solid option when you already have a bunch of computers and it's going to be like a secondary thing it's a cool device yeah um we have literally blown through our entire time on just these two announcements (laughs) oh wow can you believe it um and there's so many good stories we didn't get to um, we, we may actually, I, I want to push the CBS and HBO stories to next week. I do want to talk about those, um, quick, just very quickly. What we, other things we didn't talk about, um, iOS 8.1 did come out today. It is available for download on your iOS devices. It brings Apple pay, um, continuity features, uh, health kit connectivity for apps. Um, 
fixes previous bugs, and there was one other big feature. Oh, I'll bring back the camera roll and iCloud uh, photo sync beta. And I'm very irritated because I tried to add my credit cards, and apparently I don't have real enough credit cards, and it would not accept them because <laughs> they are not partner banks. Th- thanks, uh, yes. thanks, local credit union. <laughs> yeah, come on, get on it. Um, yeah. So um, Snapchat finally had their first ads. We talked about this briefly last week. They had the first ad, and it was for the Ouija board movie. Yes, that's a thing. Um, and you know the Ouija board? Like, they try and make it sound like a historical, like, do you know it was made up by Milton Bradley? Like, like there's no historical <laughs> elements to the Ouija board? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I would have guessed that. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. There's that. Uh, Fitbit is going to announce new things. We kind of know what they are already, but we'll talk about it when they actually announce it. So, I guess that's an okay story to push. Um, but we're going to move on to picks. Um, and since some of you are still deciding... Um, it's not me this time. <laughs> oh wait, I thought I put one down. That's squares blank, Dan. I'm looking at the sheet. Oh, I had I had my cursors in it though. And Colby let Apple do his picking for him. Oh man, I did. Isn't this what the the app they showed at the uh, Apple announcement, or were you using it before it was cool? Oh really? I didn't oh, we, know that. We've been using that before it's cool. Oh okay, yeah yeah. Well they, I'm pretty sure that's the anyway. I'm getting ahead of myself. Why don't I just do my pick? Um. And we'll, we'll do that. So I've teased this literally now. This is the third week. I'm finally going to review it. It is Pebble Watch. Wubble Watch. I know. I've had this for about three weeks. If you're not familiar, Pebble was that Kickstarter that raised like a gajillion dollars to make a e-ink smartwatch back before smartwatches were cool. Um, And they're still selling them, which is good news. Uh, I really wanted to try a smartwatch. And I don't have an android device and i didn't want to wait for the apple watch um especially because apple watch is 400 dollars minimum um so i decided i was going to try the steel so uh, this is the pebble steel it is 199 you can also get the pebble classic which is plastic uh, and is 99 dollars, which is a really great value it is a a ink display about what is it one i think it's one and a quarter one and a half inches um and here you go i'll put it up to the camera so y'all kind of see um quickly what i like um it is exactly what I want. This, this to me, is a smartwatch. Uh, Apple and Android are computers on your wrist. And this literally... I don't know. I'm, maybe I'll put one of you guys to the task if you want to send me a message on some kind of platform. Uh, Facebook, Snapchat, something. We'll show some a notification. Some kind of platform. A platform. Um, <laughs> MMS. SMS. You can call me. Um, notifications are obviously the big highlight here. Um... Really great. Buzz your wrist. Two clicks to dismiss them. It dismisses them not only on watch, on the phone. I can't tell you how much I love being able to glance at notifications on your wrist. You don't think uh, you don't think it's a big deal, but it really is. Uh, all right. Come on, watch. <laughs> I see it on my phone. Oh, my God. Why didn't it go off? Oh, no. Didn't work. <laughs> really embarrassing. I've actually had Maybe some... it, does it have a bad word filter on it, Sean? Dan, there are much worse words. <laughs> oh man, why isn't this doing it? Ah, damn it! I just updated to iOS 8.1, and I hope it didn't screw something up. <laughs> anyway, it normally <laughs> shows notifications um, right on the display. Like I said, it's one tap to get away. It also has uh, apps. So, for example, I will show you in the 
uh, ESPN is an example. Uh, so there's your ESPN app. It shows you sports scores for the sports, sports. all sorts of sports. Um, it also has fitness tracking stuff in it, which is cool. They just activated that. That's one of the things I really like is Pebble actually is actively developing. Since I've owned this watch, they pushed two major updates, including adding fitness tracking and background app updates, both in like so literally that, three weeks. Does that work with like, is there a Pebble app that that works with? Or is that like a health kit thing? Well, I, I'm glad you asked. So the fitness tracking syncs through the Pebble app to third party. So like Up from Jawbone has an app. Um, mm -hmm. Misfit has an app. It uses those um, and syncs to their service through the Pebble app. So you have a Pebble app on your smartphone where you can load and unload uh, watch faces and apps um, and manage your Pebble right from here. Now it does background app updates, which is really great. You don't have to do anything. Um, yeah. You can have up to eight apps at a time. I mean, just to, to put it simply... Here's my kind of default watch face there for you. got the time and the date and the temperature and the weather. Um, it's just a really nice watch. I never used this thinking, I wish this were in color. I wish the screen were bigger. I wish this had more features. I never, ever say that. And I think that is a really great testament to the design and the thought process behind this watch. Because I thought about it and all the things they show you in the Android Wear commercials and stuff, I don't do those things. Like, I'm never going to talk into my watch and ask for directions. That's just not the kind of thing I would do. That's why I really like this. Downs, uh, oh, and the other thing, they promise like an absurd five to seven days of battery life, and they're exactly right. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, like I was surprised. Um, the battery lasts for fucking ever. It's excellent. Downside, um, software can be a little buggy. I've been having uh, some Bluetooth issues in the last day. Um, I'm sure it'll go away. Uh, I'm hoping. Um, and the other problem is, because it's not Apple or Android, it's not meant to work with their operating systems. So you don't get the full functionality you do when it's actually from the manufacturer. So it's a lot of workarounds. It's a lot of, we can do this. We wish we could do more, but iOS doesn't let us. We can't access this, that, or the other thing. That's kind of your downside there. Um, and at 199 some might consider that pricey. Like I said, the plastic is available at 99 My uh, recommendation, I friggin' love this thing. I don't know how I lived without it, and it is the perfect accessory to my new big phone. So, uh, <laughs> Pebble Steel, get Pebble .com. Um Try it out. I, I really, I, I really, what Apple Watch? There, I said it. I said it. I went there. We we'll, out. We'll see how you feel in January or whenever February. <laughs> I'll be ordering one. You just, <laughs> you guys know me. Hey guys, you'll never guess what I have <laughs> arriving today. So on today's show, I'm reviewing the Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I said it was lame. I'll be bankrupted from devices by then. You just wait. Uh, <laughs> as if I don't own enough stuff. Um, yeah, so that's my pick this week. Why don't we uh, move on to Colby, who's going to talk to us about his pick. Sure. So um, this is a thing I had started using a while ago, and then I kind of stopped, and then... I kind of got into it again because they are I guess I've been lately been interested in the the programming like web stack that they use to build their apps. Um so I I was reading their blog and I was like, "Oh yeah, I sort of forgot about that." But in any case, it's called it's called Prismatic and it's basically like 
sort of a news aggregator or an article aggregator and you like you can connect like your Twitter and stuff and you tell it what you're interested in. Um and it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like a Facebook feed um for stuff you want to read. Uh and I just I think it's kind of cool. I'm not quite like so I'm like 50% sold. Like I like it on the web, but what I, I really want it on my phone for the train and they don't have an iPad. Uh, I'm sorry. They don't have an Android app. They have an iOS app. Um, so until my phone gets here, I, I won't be able to fully review it, but I kind of like it. I do like, I do seem to get pretty relevant things to read for programming stuff. Um, I did try a couple of the other thing, the other categories, and I was like less impressed with the results. Um, but it's kind of cool for now. It's like I don't know. You should check it out if if you're that's the kind of thing you do. Like I spend like I guess about an hour, hour and a half on the train, like over the course of my commute. So it's it's kind of nice to to have something to read. That's my story. Getprismatic.com. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Dan, we're into your pick, and I think you may be doing a Don't Panic First. I don't think we've ever picked a human being as a pick. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Mel Brooks is pretty cool, right? Uh, if you haven't watched every single Mel Brooks movie ever made, you, I know what you're doing for the next couple days. Who here on this panel has not watched every single Mel Brooks movie ever made? I don't. I can't say I've watched every, but I've seen some of the like Young Frankenstein. Uh, I seen. I saw Young Frankenstein a long time ago, but I should. I definitely need to watch that again. Yeah. So Young Frankenstein and Dracula Dead and Loving It are topical, good October movies to watch. I've never seen. Dracula didn't love Dracula it. didn't love it. I like more than, uh, you know, Frankenstein. It's it's a it's a late '90s one, so it's one of the more recent oh, wow. Mel Brooks movies. Uh, Spaceballs, Space of course, balls. of course. Uh, how about Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Robin Hood Men in Tights, mm-hmm. History of the World Part One. Great. All right, so you're pretty good. You're pretty good. But if any of these movies sound totally unfamiliar to you, stop what you're doing and watch them. They're great. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Mel Brooks, good pick, Dan. Excellent. Oh, man. Well, that concludes us. That That's it. We're done. That concludes us. We're concluded. We have such been ended. Um... Thanks to everyone out there for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, I hope you had as much fun as we did. We do this show live on the internet every Monday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, at our website, don'tpanic.io. Um, also on the website, you can get past episodes, audio and video. Video in HD. It's crisp, and it's on YouTube. Uh, you can watch it on your uh, Nexus player like, if it ever ships. Like an Apple <laughs> crisp. Like an apple crust. That's right, Dan. And it's delicious and it's good for you. Uh, and you should also subscribe and get us uh, when we publish the episodes on RSS, iTunes, Stitcher, and on YouTube. 
Um, <sighs> and follow us on Twitter at Don't Panic Show. You get updates there as to when we're going to be live, what we're talking about on that night's show, uh, and when new episodes get posted. Um, that's about it, gentlemen. Great job, good show. Woohoo! We'll be back next week to talk more tech news, but until then, we'll wish you all a fair good night. Later. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.